These last five weeks or so at this point, uh, we have been journeying with Christ in the desert, uh, journeying with him as he has gone into the wilderness to encounter those, these 40 days of temptation, uh, doing battle with evil. And uh, we have been invited to join him, uh, to be separated from the world for a time, offering him a sacrifice so that uh, we can unite our sufferings to his, to leave Egypt, to leave attachments to the world, and to be attached fully to Christ. And uh, our readings and gospel this week um, have been unique for those preparing to enter uh, the church uh, coming at Easter. And it's 16 days for those counting at home. And our gospels uh, relate and have revealed a couple very special things. Two weeks ago, we saw that our Lord revealed himself as the living water the living water, the water that comes and gives not just physical life, but divine life, life in Christ. Last week, we heard Jesus reveal his, himself as the light of the world, that um, th this, this lightness, this brightness that uh, guides us throughout our, our days and our life. And then today, as we are nearing Palm Sunday next week, we, we hear that Jesus proclaims himself that he is the resurrection and the life. Anytime in the scriptures we see uh, the words, I am, this is a revelation of Christ's divinity, showing us that he is God. The living water, the, the light of the world, and today most especially, I am the resurrection and the life. With all these readings, the Gospels are long, there's a lot to talk about, but I just want to give a quick recap um, without telling the whole story again, because we just heard it, but just to, to note a few points that are um, important for us today. First is we, we see that Mary and Martha show up again in our story, in the Gospel. This is the same Martha and Mary that you're thinking of. Uh, Martha who is rebuked for being anxious about many things, and Mary, who is the more contemplative spirit, not spirit, but like has the more contemplative um, way of life. And Jesus loves them. But what did he say? He says, I, I do love them, but I'm going to stay where I am for two days, even though I know he is sick. If that sounds crazy to you, it's because it is. It is crazy. Because who would, who, would any one of us say, uh, that I'm going to stick around for a couple more days even though someone I love is sick? No. But what Jesus says is so important. He says, This illness of Lazarus is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. The death of Lazarus is to give glory to Almighty God to show that illness, sickness, uh, death itself is not to end permanently with death. St. John recalls twice now that Lazarus has been dead for four days. This is a minor detail, but I think it's, it's important because in the time of, of Christ, they lived in a very hot climate. 
Even in the winter, it's an average of 70 degrees during the day. And then it becomes crazy hot in the desert uh, during the summer. So when someone died, they did not embalm uh, the body, but placed them immediately in a tomb, which led them in the hot climate and not embalming to the body to decay rather quickly. So at, and as well, after three days, someone was declared officially dead. Like there was no hope of anyone coming back after three days in the tomb. And uh, this is important because uh, the decay has started on Lazarus. You know, Mary or Martha says, Lord, there's going to be a stench. It's going to stink if you roll away the stone. But Jesus says, roll it away anyway. He says, uh, remember that this illness is not to end in death. And that Jesus will be glorified through this illness. And this last point this morning uh, is that when Jesus came to the tomb of Lazarus, that he wept. A couple things. He uh, not only realized uh, and experienced in himself, in his humanity, the loss of someone that he loved, but was also uh, just extremely saddened by the reality of death. He was moved. He was uh, just incredibly disappointed, uh, sad uh, at the loss of someone that he loved, at death itself, because it was not part of his original plan. Death was not a part of life in the beginning in the Garden of Eden. But sin entered into the world, and thus death entered into the world. It was not what God wanted. There is great sadness in suffering, in death, in sickness, in natural disasters, all these things, right? Great, great difficulty. And here Jesus is experiencing this loss. St. Augustine once said, Why did Christ weep except to teach us to weep? At sin, to, to weep at death, that it's okay, we should respond in tears and that God will uh, be with us in that. That he himself weeps at death and he is saddened by it and unites our sufferings and his sufferings into one. So far in my short three years of priestly ministry, I've been privileged to be with many people as they are preparing for death. Uh, sometimes it's very imminent, sometimes it's been a longer journey. But being able to be with them has been a, an incredible gift. Uh, for those who I have um, gotten a hospital call uh, to run and anoint them right before their death, to see the peace and joy on their faces that, that they know that they are ready and at peace with God and to pass from this life to the next is, is incredible to know that they are at peace, to know that they are right with God. But I've also experienced that, yeah, death is not good. You know, it's not normal, but Christ has redeemed it. That he is one to be with us and unite our sufferings to his. And so taking all these points this morning, um, that Lazarus's illness is not to end in death, that he was completely dead for four days and that death is not normal and something over which we should weep. 
What now does Jesus do? He calls Lazarus forth from the tomb. He says, come out, come alive. Your death, your illness is not to end in death. And it's the same for us. When we have experienced sin, uh, the, the causing not just a physical death, which it has implications for that, but also our spiritual death. And that Christ comes to bring us physical and spiritual life, to raise our bodies as well from the dead, because he has put death to death. St. Peter Chrysologus once said in a homily on Lazarus that Jesus allowed Lazarus to suffer and die because for Christ it was more important to conquer death than to cure disease. He showed his love for his friend not by healing him, but by calling him back from the grave. Instead of a remedy for illness, he had offered him the glory of rising from the dead. What he is saying is that God wanted to give Lazarus something greater, and eventually each one of us something greater. So if we are experiencing death and loss in our family, in our friends, in our world, if we personally are experiencing sickness, to know that God has something greater in store for us. That our sickness, our death, is not to end in death, but in eternal life. This is the good news of the gospel. This is what we preach as Christians. That the tomb is empty. That Jesus has risen from the dead. So even our Lord goes to death. He endures these sufferings. So we could replace these words. It was more important to conquer death than to cure suffering. Jesus endured suffering, the worst suffering, so that we can have eternal life. Let us live as Christians and live with hope in the eternal life to come, that we too will rise from the dead with the hope that death is not the end, but that we too uh, will live with Christ in eternal life. Let us remember that death is not the end for us, but that Christ is risen on Easter Sunday.